All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time watching, if you're or if you're listening to the podcast playback and you don't know who I am, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help you get your business paperwork together. So things like getting your business registered with the state, you know, your articles of incorporation, uh, getting EIN numbers, getting DUNS numbers, uh, getting, making sure you have appropriate contracts uh, and operating agreements and non-disclosure agreements. Also, making sure that you uh, have basic brand protection strategies in place to make sure nobody's using your logos or if uh, your hiring policies. I help you do all of these things, these foundational processes in your business to get you to hit the business streets running. Um, why am I qualified to help you do all of these things? I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some concepts that you need to know. There's no way around it, okay? So that's why I'm here. So if you want to get in contact with me, if you're in the startup phase of your business and you're like, you know what, I need somebody to tell me which forms to fill out, you know, should I choose an LLC or an S-Corp or a sole proprietorship, you know, where should I open my bank account? How should I be keeping track of my expenses? How do I make sure that my clients don't run off and not pay me? Um, you want to get in contact with me. So how do you do that? Go to Linktree. Hey, Inger, go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you can book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you can also download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. I'm not kidding guys. I literally got a testimonial yesterday from someone who said that um, using the cheat sheet has put them, you know, on the road to starting their business. They've already got their paperwork lined up. So go get that as well. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel and my podcast uh, where you can watch the replays of all of the episodes of this show. Um, and it's also where you can find several of my video trainings, like my EIN training, where I teach you step-by-step -step how to um, fill out the EIN application that the IRS um that the IRS has you fill out so you can get your EIN number. I also have the DUNS number training. I take you to the website and I show you how to get your DUNS number. And I also have my operating agreement training on there where I show you how to fill out a single member LLC operating agreement, okay? So there's a lot of stuff at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, but that is enough about me. Let us get to the show. Um, I see at least one new, new name in here tonight. Um, so the way that the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories that you guys send to me, stories that I find in any type of media that I think have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we discuss them, okay? So this is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy as long as you are respectful. Put, bring your questions, bring your comments. I like when you guys get involved, okay? It makes it more fun. And, and I am going to be asking you questions to make sure that you're paying attention. Y'all gotta watch out, cause Margaret, she's quick on the draw. She be like, she be having it like that, okay? Um, all right, so we are getting started right now. 
Do we have any 3-6 Mafia fans in the house? If you are a 3-6 Mafia fan, uh, give me a 3 in the comments because we are not going to put 3-6s in the comments. If you are a 3-6 Mafia fan, give me a 3 in the comments. Uh, if you don't know who 3-6 Mafia is, they are a hip-hop group. Uh, they uh, won a Grammy for their song, It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp. Um, that was one of the songs from the movie Hustle and Flow starring Terrence Howard. Um, they, two of the members are Juicy J and DJ Paul. And then one of the members, I believe, passed away. I cannot remember his name at the morning. None of y'all are 3-6 Mafia fans? What happened to all my Instagram people? Okay. Margaret Massey, you're a 3-6 Mafia fan? Okay. Margaret, do you remember Hustle and Flow? Do you remember the song Hard Out Here for a Pimp? Uh, if you just let me know, um, in the comments. <clears throat> okay. Now, if, uh, while most of you may have heard of three, six mafia, even, you know, if you don't necessarily know deeply who they are, you've probably at least heard their names. Have any of you heard of the group called the suicide boys? Um, okay. You remember how that? Okay. Awesome. Um, Margaret, as a three, six mafia fan, do you, hey, Sincere39, Sincere39, are you a 3-6 Mafia fan? Um, Margaret, have you ever heard of the Suicide Boys, a rap duo out of New Orleans? Let me know if you have heard of the Suicide Boys. Uh, Sincere39, are you a 3-6 Mafia fan? Let me know. Mm -mm -mm. Um, so... I'm going to tell you why we are talking about 3-6 Mafia and some gentlemen called the Suicide Boys this evening. So, Juicy J and DJ Paul, who are the remaining members, you listen to them? Okay. Who are the remaining members of 3-6 Mafia? Um, they have filed, you have it, Margaret? Okay. They have filed a $6.45 million copyright infringement suit against this rap duo called the Suicide Boys. Um, they, said, they said in the lawsuit that basically this... This group has made a career of ripping off 3-6 Mafia. They said they have ripped off as many as 35 songs, including a song called Mask and the Glock. Um, now, here, how, how did they steal it? Apparently, Juicy J used to work with this group, um, but when he realized that they were taking 3-6 Mafia tracks and like stealing them and not getting the right licensing, he stopped working with them. Um... As well, uh, apparently one of one of the members of this group goes by the nickname, or has co-opted the nickname of one of Three Six Mafia as Young Scarecrow. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, basically Three Six Mafia said, uh, "Excuse me, Your Honor, the Suicide Boys have basically had their entire career made." Um, by ripping off our music and not getting appropriate licensing, right? Um, and the Suicide Boys, they're saying that there's no copyright infringement here because 3-6 Mafia didn't clear a lot of the samples for their songs. So, um, Suicide Boys isn't denying that they have used, uh, that they have used 3-6 Mafia's music, but their argument is, well, 3-6 Mafia didn't get any permission for their samples, why should we have to get permission for those? Uh, and in, in that turn, 3-6 Mafia is suing Suicide Boys for 6.45, uh, million dollars. So I want to know from you guys, um... What do you think about this lawsuit? What do you think about 3-6 Mafia suing the Suicide Boys? 
What do you think about the Suicide Boys? Oh, you just know that one song? Okay. What do you think about the Suicide Boys argument? They're like, well, you didn't get permission, so why do we have to get permission? Is that an argument that you think a judge will look kindly towards? Is that an argument that you think, hey, hey, Lauren, oh, hey. <laughs> Is that an argument that you think uh, people will look kindly towards? They basically said, well, y'all didn't get any permission to get this, so why should we have to get permission from you? Even though this group was working closely with 3-6 Mafia, um, Juicy J was in the studio with them, probably giving them more, uh, you know, a lot of ideas and, you know, just giving them an inside track. Lorenzo said, more like career suicide boys. <laughs> Sincere39 said, it sounds vague. It does sound vague, right? Now, I don't know which exactly which songs 3-6 Mafia is saying that the suicide boys have stolen, uh, but except for the, for the one that we have here, Mask and the Glock, but we would have to look at the catalog and, and see what type of sampling was done. And what if 3-6 Mafia didn't get samples cleared for their music? What, what happens then? What happens then? If so, let, let's talk about it. What do you think should happen? Let's say someone does their investigation and they, and they if that's true, yes, okay. So let's say someone does an investigation and they find out, okay, all of these songs that the Suicide Boys sampled from 3-6 Mafia, 3-6 Mafia never cleared the samples. Does that mean that 3-6 Mafia should not be entitled to getting copyrights to songs that they mastered and produced? What do you guys think? Um, Jen Varga said, sounds weird, but I can see but you, I can see the argument. Okay, you can see the argument. I can kind of see it too, but again, it's not like 3-6 uh, Mafia took whole songs and said that these are ours. They took samples from songs, you know, they remastered and remixed. Sometimes, you know, you can't even tell what the original sample was after they finished working their production magic on it, right? Um, Margaret Massey said, okay, so then they don't have legal ownership. So Margaret is, uh, Margaret is of the opinion that if 3-6 Mafia did not get samples cleared, then they don't have any copyright ownership. So you would be on the side of the Suicide Boys. Um, Jen Vargas said, I believe the people 3-6 sampled from should be suing. Huh. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. Okay. I like how you think, Jen. Yes. So if the Suicide Boys are sampling from 3-6 Mafia, who sampled from these other artists, then maybe these other artists can jump in depending on the songs that the Suicide Boys use. That is a very, very clever argument, Jen Vargas. I'm proud of you. All right, anyway, so we are going to um, wait and see what happens between 3-6 Mafia and Suicide Boys. Let's see if they get any of a piece of this $6.45 million that they are su suing for. Um, Jen Vargas said, sue both 3-6 and the boys. Okay. Um, well, we'll see if, uh, three, six mafia even gets a piece of this $6.45 million because from what I have seen in the polls, I put, I put the poll up, um, in my stories today and I asked, um, you know, who was, if you guys were fans of three, six mafia and of the people who responded, 80% said yes. Um, and when I put up the picture of the suicide boys, it was a 100% no. Uh, so I don't know exactly how much money suicide boys have. But if 3-6 uh, Mafia wins this $6.45 million, they might have to plead poverty just like VidAngel did when Disney and, and uh, Sony and Warner Brothers sued them. 
Okay. Um, all right. So we are moving on to our next story from the evening. Do we have any questions about that story before we move on? Actually, I want to make sure I take time to um, get any questions. I don't mind going over this evening because we didn't have a Monday show. Um, so if we have any questions, let me know in the comments. Okay. Next story that we're talking about. Uh, if you are registered to vote, please give me a V in the comments and I should see a V from every single person watching. All of you should be registered to vote. If you're not registered to vote, stop watching and go register right now online. Anyway, um, why am I asking you guys to put a V in the comments if you're registered to vote? Um, as you know, we have a presidential campaign happening, um, and there are two candidates, uh, one human, one not. <laughs> Thank you, Margaret, for the V. Thank you, Sincere39, for the V. Uh, you would like to hear the songs, Jen Vargas? Well, um, Jen Vargas, I, know, I don't know all of the songs that were sampled, but I do know that one of the songs was called Mask and Duh, D-A, Glock. So maybe you can look that up um, and then kind of search around the Suicide Boys catalog and see if you find anything similar. Uh, but moving on. So we have a presidential campaign going on. Um, one of the candidates is Joe Biden. Um, and of course, in a presidential campaign, there's always photo ops that are happening. They pull up old photos, you know, to make to, to, to make the candidates more relatable, um, you know, photos with their kids, all this stuff. And Joe Biden is no exception. Um, so apparently recently there was a picture that was posted of Joe Biden that was decades old. It was a picture of him and his son. Um, and it was taken in Washington, D.C., but the original photo had the logo of the Washington, D.C. football team, which was formerly known as the Washington Redskins, now known as the Washington football team. Uh, but they, instead of posting the original photo, they scrubbed out the Washington Redskins logo. Now, I want to know from you guys, why do you think Biden's people scrubbed out the, uh, the, the Washington Redskins logo? And I want to know why you think they scrubbed it out versus the reason that his team is giving for why they scrubbed it out. So, why do you think uh, Biden's team removed the Washington Redskins logo from this old, old picture from way back when that they posted the other day? Because the reason that they're giving, while I'm sure it may have some validity, I'm calling bull. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with that. But I want to know what you guys think. So they pulled up a picture that was like 20 years old of Biden and his son at a, apparently a football game. And it, the original picture had the logo of the Washington, the Washington football team, um, the original name, the Redskins, but they scrubbed it out of the photo. Um, since the 39 said they were forced to remove their name, no longer the Redskins. No, that wasn't it. That was, um, um, that's not the reason why they did it. But that's also not why I think they did it. Um, so let me, um, be, yes, Margaret, yes. Um, because Margaret said because of the negativity of the name Redskins. At least that's what, that's what the article was implicating. Um, Jen Vargas said another form of ass kissing for a vote, kin to the hot sauce and Clinton. 
Um, <laughs> that is funny. But um, getting back to Margaret's comment, that was the implication um, in the article that I read. Now, we know that there has been all of this controversy about the, the name of Washington's football team, so much so that they have literally changed the name to Washington football team. But Biden's team is claiming that they took it down because of copyright concerns. They were concerned that they were going to be cited for copyright claims. You think the Washington football team is really going to tell Joe Biden to take to take down a picture, especially with all of the controversy that is happening? Um, well, but but that is the reason that they gave that they gave. They said they were concerned about violating copyrights. If you believe that that is a valid reason, that that is the actual reason why they scrubbed out the Redskins logo, give me a one. If you agree with me and Margaret that they uh, because of the, because uh, they were concerned about the negativity of the, the the Redskins logo, give me a two. So if you think that so if you think that this whole copyright concern is the real reason, give me a one. If you think it's that they didn't want any backlash from having the Redskins logo in the photo. Give me a two. Um, Jen Vargas said from a photo decades ago when the pick was actually valid because it was their name. Jen Vargas said two. She gave me a two. What did I say? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think I think it's the negativity thing. Right. Um, yeah, it's the negativity thing. People, they don't they don't want to be associated with that. Look at all of the stuff that they are pulling up from Joe Biden from way back when. You know, even the Jen Vargas said two and a half, half my opinion. Okay, Margaret gave me a two. Joe Biden is catching it from all sides. They're pulling things from 20, 30 years ago. He's like, look, I don't want no problems. Just take this logo out so we can have this photo opportunity. But they are hiding it behind intellectual property law. Now, while that is a pretty, pretty picture that they put in front of it, we all know that they just don't want any smoke for having the Redskins logo in the photo, right? Right. So if you agree with me that this is and, and Margaret, that this is all about optics and they're just trying to, you know, keep their noses clean when it comes to photo ops. Give me a thumbs up. If you think that, um, you know, they're that, you know, they are actually concerned with copyrights. Give me a I'm going to be fair. Just give me a turtle emoji. <laughs> I don't know why I said turtle. Turtle was the first thing that just came to my mind. Um, Jen Vargas said, I would accept that a lot more than the copyright screen. Right, right. And the thing is, I wouldn't even fault them for that. Why do you have to hide it behind this smoke screen of copyright? Just say, look, we understand that we are in a sensitive time right now. So we are trying to be sensitive to, you know, the people at large, especially the people who you are trying to court to vote for you. So, yeah, they don't want any problems. Um, yes. But moving on to our next story. Oh, wow. We've, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Uh, if you have heard of Johnson and Johnson, oh, actually, before we do that, let me remind you that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend in your ear to help you wade through all that paperwork and figure out what link you need to click and what form you need to download, 
I'm your girl. Go to linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm and book a consultation with me um, today, okay? Um, okay, hold on. Uh, hold on, we're going back to the comments. Jen Vargas gave me a turtle and said, it's actually a kind gesture. Okay, okay. All right, you're saying it's a kind gesture. I believe that too. I believe that too. But Jen Vargas, she's on the fifth. That's okay. She's got she's got two and a half opinions, and I'm all right with that. Um, okay, moving on to our next story. How many of y'all have heard of Johnson and Johnson? If you have heard of Johnson and Johnson, please give me a JJ in the comments. Um, Johnson and Johnson, uh, give me a JJ. Um, now, Johnson & Johnson, if you didn't know, they are the owners of the Band-Aid brand uh, adhesive bandages. Band-Aid, Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages are so synonymous that we don't even call them adhesive bandages. We call them Band-Aids, right? As, at least the, uh, on the U.S. side, right? Thank you for the JJ. Hi, Miss Jess to you. Like whenever, whenever you get a cut, what's the first thing you say? You say, can you give me a bandaid? You know, can you, can you give me like bandaid has become synonymous with adhesive bandages, which is what the actual product is. Um, so Johnson and Johnson, of course, you know, they're very protective of their brand name. Um, uh, Margaret's the only one who's heard of Johnson and Johnson. Where have the rest of y'all been? There's at least, I should, you know, I want to see some more answers. Cynthia 39, Miss Jess to you. Y'all haven't heard of Johnson and Johnson? Unless you're driving. If you're if you're driving, please do not type. I don't want to be responsible for any accidents, okay? Um, anyway, getting back to the story. Uh, there is a company that is coming out with uh, their own hand sanitizer called Hand Aid. Um, H-A-N-D-A-I-D. No hyphen. Okay, you've heard of Okay. Awesome. Just making sure since they're 39. Um, and so, yes, there is this company coming out with a brand of hand sanitizer called, thank you for the JJ Gen, a hand sanitizer called Hand Aid, and they have filed a trademark for the word Hand Aid. And they are being opposed by Johnson & Johnson because they're saying that it is too close to Band-Aid, which is trademarked for adhesive bandages. Hi, Charlize 0716. Now, Hand-Aid is trying to, tra to, tra to trademark that name in the realm of hand sanitizer. Band-Aid is trademarked in the realm of adhesive bandages. So Johnson & Johnson, they have opposed Hand-Aid's application um, that they have submitted to the USPTO. I was actually able to go onto the USPTO website and look at the application. I saw the, the specimen. If you were in my stories today and you voted on the picture between the box of Band-Aids and the, the, the hand sanitizer, I actually got that photo from the specimen that the company submitted to the USPTO. It is uploaded on their website. Um, so... Johnson and Johnson is basically saying we don't want hand we don't want this company to get the hand aid trademark because we think people are going to associate it with band aid. So I wanted to know from you guys as an audience, do you think that that is um, a reasonable argument by Johnson and Johnson? Do you think they have a credible concern that if people were to see 
hand aid brand hand sanitizer in their average target or you know uh, convenience store that they would convince it as a product of Johnson and Johnson especially their band-aid brand sincere 39 said that is silly okay why is it silly sincere 39 we know that Johnson and Johnson their their band-aid brand it's a brand that does has to do with health and what's that called first aid care hand sanitizer um sometimes does come in first aid uh first aid kits why is it silly um margaret massey said no not in the same category okay so you both think that uh johnson and johnson is overreaching here because they're in two different categories remember when you're trademarking you trademark in your industry you don't have a blanket trademark so while band-aid is definitely you know well established in the adhesive bandage market you don't really have a presence in the hand sanitizer market um Jen Vargas said it's very reasonable because I'm thinking of them as a package deal just hearing the name I would think it's a Johnson and Johnson product immediately okay all right so we have at least one person who is on Johnson and Johnson's side um Sincere 39 said I wouldn't think hand aid would be confused with band-aid uh well, we have at least one person within even this small group that says that there is a credible a credible concern of confusion. So maybe Johnson and Johnson isn't overreaching here, right? If 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 one person who has no stake in the game and is just looking at it as an objective observer and is saying, "Hey, I think somebody might confuse the two, maybe there is a credit to that argument. What do you think? Water is so great. Guys, make sure you drink water, um, as much water as you can. Since 39 said, is that, that is not nice. And I'm not saying no, 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 no. We don't do that here, Sincere 39. Um, Margaret Massey said, well, hand sanitizer can be sticky. <laughs> Jen Vargas said, and a consumer. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are free to disagree with each other, but we do so in a respectful way. Uh, we do not, uh, we do not insult each other's intelligence. Um, all right. Thank you. Thank you. We like to keep this space, peace, this space peaceful, you know, it's comfortable. It's like you come to your friend's house, you sit on the couch, you grab a glass of wine, you just chat, right? No need to get heated. All right. Um, but yeah, I think while, okay, Jen Vargas brings a, brings, brings a, another argument, I don't necessarily agree agree with her, but I can see it. Um, I don't necessarily think that Johnson & Johnson has any skin in this game. Your trademark for Band-Aid is in the realm of adhesive bandage, is not in the realm of hand sanitizer. And while you do have, uh, what is it that called, you know, for, I know that there are Band-Aid brand first aid kits and things like that. We're, they're, they don't know the kits for hand sanitizer, okay? Margaret said, I think they're overreaching. Um, I think they are a little bit, but I, but I don't think it's out the blue and I don't think it's totally without merit. I think there's a little bit of credible concern there. I just don't know how much there is. Like if the average person thinks that, you know, the, um, maybe the, since the other night said maybe the liquid bandaid, like the average person, I'm thinking if I'm going to a, um, if I'm going to Target and I'm looking for hand sanitizer and I'm looking for band-aids 
and I see them in two different sections, I'm not necessarily going to, unless I see them together, I might associate them together. Okay, Sincere39 said, I can see that being confusing, the liquid band-aid. All right, well, we're going to have to wait and see because uh, Johnson & Johnson has just, uh, you know, kind of put their put their foot in, in the door, in the door jam so it doesn't close um, to block this hand-aid trademark. But how many, if, if you think hand-aid should be allowed to uh, have this trademark, if you think it should be allowed to go through, please give me a one. If you think that this trademark uh, application should be denied, give me a two. If you think they should get the trademark, give me a one. If you think they should be denied, give me a two. Margaret Massey said, because it rhymes hand-aid and band-aid. Yeah. And I mean, other than the rhyming, it's like you guys are kind of in two different lanes, right? Margaret Massey said that hand-aid should be allowed to get the trademark. Um, uh, Sincere39 said one. Okay. Um, all right. So I think we're all on accord on here. Um, I think that hand-aid should be allowed to get this trademark. Sincere39, I'll get to your question at the end. Um, yeah. Yes. So those are the stories that I had for you this evening. Uh, we, it's Thursday, even though this is a short week. Yeah, no, I'm not doing a show tomorrow. It's still Friday and I'm still taking a day off. Uh, but we are going to be back on Monday with more stories. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and to the podcast so that you can, uh, catch any parts that you may have missed. Uh, as well, make sure that you uh, go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book your one-on-one session with me if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend in your ear. If you're trying to get these contracts together, if you're like, I don't know how to do this articles of incorporation, I'm your girl, okay? Hey, Barry, 25 Barry, we're about to um, sign off so you can watch the replay when I upload it, all right? But um, that's what I'm going to leave you guys with for tonight. Uh, uh, oh, so take there now your question. If you, uh, so for every business that you start, you should have an EIN number. Uh, like, unless, if, cause if they're from different sources of income, unless they're all from the same business, uh, your guests, you're gonna want an EIN number for each and every business that you start. Because you're going, if they're in different industries, there are different deductions you can have. There are different licenses that you need to have. So yes, for every business that you start, you should get a new EIN number. Okay? All right. Any other questions before we sign off for the weekend? Any other questions? Hey, hey. Okay, no more questions? All right, so that's where I'm going to leave you for the weekend. Um, have a nice, relaxing one. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. If you have to go outside, social distance. Um... Yes, take care of yourselves, be kind to yourselves and to others. Good night. Bye.